What up, Rinku Army, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and on this episode of the Square Circle Podcast, I can finally talk about the New Japan Cup that I know is still going on. It happened at the beginning of the month. I do have my picks. I do have my theory about Kota Ibushi unifying the belt. This one is different from the past that you have heard on the other podcast episodes. So I hope you enjoy my brand new theory of unification and storytelling because that's what I like to do on the Square Circle podcast. I definitely love to keep everything in kayfabe and definitely love to expand on storylines and see where things could have have gone if we would have went on the path that looked very promising, especially the Twitter exchange between Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. So before I get into all of that, I want to give a shout out to all the listeners that has ever clicked on an episode of the Square Circle Podcast, whether that'll be on anchor.fm forward slash Square Circle Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and now YouTube. So for all of you that lend me your ears and your eyes and bring you some type of value to your world about professional wrestling, I highly thank you for all the listens, all the shares, all the loves, everything that has to deal with the Square Circle podcast and putting it out there into the world of social media. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to keep the conversation going about professional wrestling, I am very active over on the Twitter side. Make sure to follow me at Marie underscore shadows. All right, let's jump right into the New Japan Cup because we got a lot to talk about, especially some mini stories that I think you guys will enjoy. So as you know, at the beginning of the New Japan Cup that started at the beginning of this month, JY automatically was like, this is his cup. This is his year. He's going to win. The winner of the New Japan Cup is going to get a shot at Kota Ibushi and that unified title. So... JY obviously says his comments and he makes it known that it will be the new J-Pan Cup, which as you know, in the previous podcast episodes, when I cover New Japan Pro Wrestling, I did say that this podcast episode and any podcast episode going forward talking about the New Japan Cup of 2021 will be referred to as the new J-Pan Cup. It is still going to be the new J-Pan Cup because I'm totally on board with that. It's going to be Jay White's year. However, there is now a new mini nickname. We are also going to refer to it as the new Jewel Pan Cup, which is in reference to Chase Owens, the crown jewel of the Bullet Club. So this is how that story came about. So I like to chill within Chase's Twitch streams, which if you are not there, you are missing out on some really good content, some really good conversations with the community that he has grown. We had an amazing Jay White Q&A on his channel, and we also had a very awesome birthday stream on his channel, too. That was really great from start to finish. So if you're not there, make sure to head over to twitch.tv forward slash crown jewel BC. So during one stream, a community member was talking about the New Japan Cup and I referenced it as the New Japan Cup and Chase puts me on the damn spot. Of course, Chase will put me on the damn spot in his own channel. So he just straight out asked me. Marie, you don't think I have a chance at winning the cup? And I said, yeah, you do. And so later on in the chat, 
I came up with the new term and the new nickname, Jewel Pan Cup. So he liked it and I was back in good standing. So now whenever he has his matches, which his match against David Finley is going to be on March 10th, it's going to be referred to as the new Jewel Pan Cup and probably the new Jewel Pan match. And then right after that is going to be the new J-Pan Cup because Jay White is taking on Toa Hinare on the same night. So I'm a little conflicted. Both matches will have their nicknames. But just so you know the story of the Jewel Pan Cup, which Chase has yet to promote, but I would do it anyway for him because it really does roll off the tongue. And I created that. So yay me. And of course... All the credit goes to Jay White because Jay White thinks of amazing things before anyone else. So cool. Jay Pan Cup, Joe Pan Cup. Don't forget about it. If you guys want to, we can create tweets and push that as far as we can go. And yeah, so that's how that came about. And now let's take a minute to talk about my theory on the Kota Ibushi unification of the two belts. And every single perspective that I've heard and my final thoughts on it. In the past podcast episodes, I have talked about it. I have ranted about it. I did say that it was a bad idea because the Intercontinental Championship will be lost. Even if Kota Ibushi thinks that combining both of them is going to solidify and protect both legacies, which is not the case. Kota Ibushi does sound very delusional to combine both of them because essentially, Ibushi, you are making a new championship title. No matter if you want to add the word world in front of heavyweight, it is still a brand new championship that someone will face you on April 4th at Rigoku Sumo Hall at Soccer Genesis 2021. So we have a long ways to go from now to then. And Desperado had tried to stop Ibushi and take the belts off of him, but that didn't work on the 49th anniversary of New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I covered on a previous podcast episode. So Desperado was not able to pick up the victory. Kota Ibushi is still our double champion for the time being, even if the unification process has been signed by New Japan Pro Wrestling management, which I think they probably should have waited But then again, they went along with Kota Ibushi's idea and his idea is still delusional. I'm still going to say it on here. So let me just quickly talk about the perspectives. So the first perspective is that change is good. Totally couldn't agree more. I like change. Change is good. Oftentimes it is not. Oftentimes it can be your best friend and even your worst enemy. Not everyone adapts well to change. And that is exactly what happened online. That is exactly what happened when Kota Ibushi was met with the backlash. And even New Japan Pro Wrestling Management was met with the backlash. And when the unification process happened, that video over on YouTube got a lot more dislikes than likes. Now, I've said my piece about, you know, you're taking away a championship belt that the Young Lions could have 
faced anybody who has never held a championship belt and may not be worthy to hold the IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt could definitely go for the Intercontinental Championship belt. Or Kota Ibushi could had a clause as him being the god of New Japan Pro Wrestling that whoever wants to face one or both of the belts can get that opportunity. And if that person is over in Mexico, if that person is over in Canada, if that person is somewhere in the United States, then go over there and make sure that you represent New Japan Pro Wrestling as the god that you claim to be and destroy everyone that challenges you for one or both of the titles. You can still make it feel very important and do double duty or single duty, but obviously you wanting to unify the belts, you didn't want to do double the work to showcase why New Japan Pro Wrestling is one of the best promotions out there and has one of the best products out there on professional wrestling. Perspective number two, Okada, Naito, and Tanahashi has held that Intercontinental Championship the most. They have won it the most. And they are the pioneers of that lineage as well as the IWGP Heavyweight Championship title. And I understand that there are certain guys within New Japan Pro Wrestling that will not climb up the ladder that much to gain the same number of title belt wins. However, you never know. Don't count out the guys in New Japan Pro Wrestling. These guys could come up with some amazing stories about challenging for the Intercontinental Championship so it can feel fresh and it can have a new identity. So I wouldn't count the roster out just yet, especially with the Young Lions coming in. Perspective number three, changing history. And this is where we get into some backstage comments from Jay White. And he put it into a beautiful perspective that his legacy of holding that IWGP Intercontinental Championship will no longer be in the history books once this unification finally goes through and we get that new title belt that represents the world. If anything, Kota Ibushi should have at least made the IWGP Heavyweight Championship title into a world title and just dropped the Intercontinental one and we could have that title. I don't see New Japan Pro Wrestling as having a lot of titles for people to fight for. They have a very good amount. We have the tag team for heavyweight. We have the Super Junior tag team which is for that division. You're not going to ask that division to gain more muscle to get into the regular heavyweight. Makes no sense. They have their own identity that is very good for the company. You have the trios title, the six man never open weight tag team championships that anyone could win and anyone could bring in a story and usher in fresh ideas for new Japan pro wrestling. You have the you have the never open weight championship title that's currently held by Tanahashi and anyone could win that, especially if they can't go after the Intercontinental or the World or the Six Man or the Tag Team titles. So New Japan Pro Wrestling has enough title belts for people to go after 
and for people to maybe bring it on New Japan strong. Oh, and we also have the IWGP United States Championship title that's on Moxley. So they don't have a lot of titles that are overbearing. They have the right amount of titles for the right amount of divisions that they have within New Japan Pro Wrestling and where these guys can definitely create new stories, have great matchups, and fight for it. And then they could create all the tournaments they want to fight the champion at the end. So, you know, if Kota Ibushi said that he was doing this unification for having less titles, then maybe it can be passable. But just because you want to unify it because you got lazy and didn't want to do double duty, then no. And then have delusions as to what it means to unify and how it's going to protect both lineages which is not true you're erasing jay white's victory for that championship title the same thing with tanahashi okada naito mvp and even kota ibushi's love kenny omega's title reign that's right kenny omega was once iwgp intercontinental champion and he also held the IWGP heavyweight championship title as well. So Kenny Omega's name will be erased from the history books once that unification happens. Everyone in New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to be fighting for a new belt that does not have some type of foundation for it to be great. Of course, it's still probably going to be IWGP. But the idea of... Kota Ibushi erasing the past and erasing Kenny Omega's name, a person that he truly loved and a person that he works well together in the ring with. And they told amazing stories as a golden lover to overlook that and want to go through with a unification process. So I don't know how video packages are going to work if they ever need to have a match in the future that may end up being Kota Ibushi versus Kenny Omega. What footage are they going to pull to show the world that Kenny was on top of his game in the day with both titles? So that's something to think about. And also, does anyone find it strange that Kenny Omega has not said a word about Kota Ibushi unifying both championship titles. I understand that Kenny Omega is dealing with a lot of things. He's dealing with AEW. He's dealing with AEW games and staying focused on John Moxley and staying focused on other wrestling opportunities as well. So I can't really see him also juggling what Kota Ibushi is doing, but it would have been a really nice added on layer to their complex story now that Kota Ibushi is a double champion and declares himself as God in New Japan Pro Wrestling and just see where Kenny Omega's head is at because obviously the guys at New Japan Pro Wrestling are not too thrilled about the unification we all know how Jay White feels about it same thing with Tanahashi and other people so we'll see how this all plays out me you guys already know how I feel about it so do you guys remember on Twitter when Kota Ibushi had tweeted out about a 2008 match that he had asked for on YouTube and it never happened. And now that the professional wrestling world needs more competition, now that Kota Ibushi is double champion. Kota Ibushi wants to work with more companies in the professional wrestling scene. And then Kenny Omega came in with his tweet that said, 
It looks like the new gods haven't lost their souls yet. I was impressed. Are you lonely in the kingdom after I left for you? Should I do to destroy it? Let's take my hand and create a new kingdom together. That translation from Google from Japanese is so poetic and romantic. So here's a bit of context. Kota Ibushi just retained the IWGP Heavyweight Championship title and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship title against Jay White at Wrestle Kingdom 15. And then Kenny Omega became AEW World Champion on December 2nd, 2020. So both of them are at the top of their games. One is a god and the other one is Kenny Omega, the cleaner. And so I was really on board with this whole entire storyline that they were going back and forth with these tweets here and there. And something could definitely have come out of it if they would have kept going and Kenny Omega would have still tweeted at the current landscape of what's happening over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But they haven't picked this up since January 29th and 30th. That's when they started to have these tweets and have this back and forth and again it shook the wrestling world and it lost its momentum and i really hate when good storytelling loses its momentum and never circles its way back you know this could have been really epic storytelling where we could have got kenny omega versus ibushi somewhere down the line not too soon but you know eventually fantasy booking and all that eventually get them to face So that is interesting that Kenny has not said a word about Kota Ibushi wanting to unify and essentially erase him from the history books the same way that he's going to erase everyone else. I'm not sure how protected the lineages are going to be once this happens, only because now we have a clean slate And we can't really talk about who had the greatest championship run and why they had the great championship run. And then there's many matches with these titles on the line. And so what are we really going to talk about? What are we really going to celebrate? So I honestly think that Kota Ibushi is slowly turning heel. Just based on his interactions with Desperado, his interactions with Hiromu and Sho and Sonata and that he walks around with a ship on the shoulder because he does have two belts but come April 4th he's only going to have one belt but I believe that bravado is still going to be kept up he's also turning heel because he's doing the unification of the two belts so that's definitely a heel move that's like I don't care what anyone else says we're doing it because I want to do it that's it so my only theory that I came up with is that Either Kenny is waiting for Ibushi to really fall all the way down in his new god throne and eventually he'll come and save him. Or this is all part of the plan and eventually both Kenny Omega and Ibushi will unite and become a heel golden lovers. Imagine that. The golden lovers never really had a heel run not to my knowledge, I do know that they were the absolute best in the ring telling their story. And imagine if this is their way of turning heel. Kota Ibushi is falling by the second. He has become a devil rather than a god by unifying both title belts. 
and Kenny Omega won the AEW World Championship title with some technicality by using a microphone to get the advantage over John Moxley. Kenny Omega using the Good Brothers to his advantage. Kenny Omega using Don Callis to his advantage. And definitely Kenny Omega using the Young Bucks to his advantage whenever he sees it fit. So Kenny is already an established heel being the cleaner, using people for his gains. And Kota Ibushi is doing the same thing, using his power for his own gain to get one championship to defend across the world and show the world why New Japan Pro Wrestling is one of the best companies on the planet. Kenny Omega still wants to collect title belts, and that may be on his list to maybe dethrone Kota Ibushi in whatever future that we're looking towards. And Kenny will have all the belts. Kenny still has his AAA belts. He has the AEW belt. And he needs to add some more belts if he's serious about that belt collector gimmick. So as a mini wrap-up, as we know, Kota Ibushi is unifying both the titles. The winner of the New Japan Cup will definitely face Kota Ibushi on April 4th at Rigoku Sumo Hall at Soccer Genesis. Obviously, my pick for that will be Jay White, even though it might be a little too early for Jay White to re-challenge for the belt. But Jay White did say in his backstage comments that once he gets to the finals, beats whoever is there, and then go on to face Kota Ibushi, and when he wins against Kota Ibushi, he might just use his power, his influence, to just split the belts back so that way his legacy can be forever with the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and also the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So Jay White has won the three major titles in New Japan Pro Wrestling, the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, Intercontinental, and also Heavyweight Championship. And that's a accolade that no one could take from him and no one should take from him. And that should definitely be his pride and joy because he works very hard to get those championship titles underneath his accolades, underneath his career. And this is why we talk about him in the conversations of Okada and Naito and Tanahashi. And we do the same thing with other people, too. I am not opposed to change, but change does have to make sense. If it doesn't make sense, somewhere along the line, someone is going to pull back on the string and reverse things so that way it can make sense again. And Kota Ibushi unifying both titles just because Japan is now in the era of harmony and wanting to protect the legacy of the Intercontinental Championship title when that was made in 2011. It's not even an old title. It's still a teenage title, if you want to call it that. The other thing that I proposed is that maybe in the future we're getting a heel Golden Lovers just because of how everything is playing out. It may not have been how I would play it out, but we might end up getting a heel Golden Lovers. Imagine that. And on that note, I am going to end this podcast here because I do not want to overwhelm you guys with my picks for the New Japan Cup. 
Oh, wait, I mean the new J-Pan Cup and the new Jewel Pan Cup. So tune in for that on the next episode. I will go over my brackets and tell you guys how wrong I am and also what New Japan Pro Wrestling has coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, that is everything in my analysis of the first part of the New Japan Cup Kota Ibushi's unification and what that means as a whole. And I hope you enjoy that little theory that I put out there that maybe one day we'll get a heel golden lovers. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to show me so much love on the social media side. Anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast gives you the audio podcast of this episode and you guys can leave me a voice message where it's like dropping a comment but you're talking with me and then you could also leave me a tip for my knowledge the episode how much hard work i put into this you can also find it on the youtube side this would definitely be a video you don't want to miss it head over to youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast Make sure to hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, leave me a comment, and also drop that like button as well. Help me get to the goal of 100 subscribers so I can get that custom URL and you guys don't have to go searching for it. And also, again, if you want to take this conversation further, I am on Twitter. Make sure to follow me at Marie underscore shadows. We could talk more about this on there and have discussions with everybody. If you guys also want to join the newsletter community, I am trying to grow a newsletter over at Substack. It is completely free to join. So there's nothing you have to lose. Head over to theringcrew.substack.com. I'll be waiting for all you guys there. We could all talk about professional wrestling, my one super passion in this life of mine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to an episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys in the next one.